Previously on Diceweave. Three agents were sent to Rook to gather information. They have not returned nor checked in. I would like you to finish their mission if possible. It's been a long time since I've been to Rock. Well, hey there. I'm Requisitions Penny Olsen. Hello, uh, janitor, sir. He hands you a hand screwdriver and four screws. About midway through the translation trance, Colin, you see in the corner of the room a mass looking at you. You find yourselves reborn on a balcony overlooking Harmonious, the glistening city. I control nanomachines. I am a cyborg. And I process information. I spawn. Here in the shadowed city, there is less privilege as well as less control. We are doing Dice Weave. My voice is a little bit tired, so I'm going to be a little bit gentle with it. But I'm super excited to share with y'all some work that I did. It probably won't take that long to do it. Everybody dies. The end. No, that's not what's going to happen. Y'all are going to be fine. I think you will really think it. I think y'all will really enjoy what I did. And if not, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I love the confidence you've gained over the years, Lexi. I'm flattered, Lexi, but two of us are married. (laughs) As we left off, Pete was vomiting. Yeah, okay, so last we left off, you had just entered the Shadowed City. You had made it down through the layers. I didn't really do a lot with Harmonious in the Shadowed City because that's not really the point. I just wanted you to have a taste. Last last episode was basically an introduction to Rook as a concept. Now you're in the Shadowed City in one of these overhangs that looks out over far over the metallic scarred landscape far far below and you the four of you have an address you're aiming for there's a there's an address in the city i don't think it's that difficult to get there i am not even that opposed to just showing up there because that's kind of i don't know i don't have anything else planned specifically to for that so if you guys want to just show up at the the apartment, the safe house for the estate, I'm cool with that. I don't think we need to necessarily role play. The gang goes on public transit. Yeah. Hey, hey, we didn't go on pu- public transit. We got wing gliders. Yeah, y'all have wing gliders. Yes, and every 30 feet, Pete's vomiting on somebody like <laughs> no, a bird. No, Pete, <laughs> no, notably, no vomiting from Pete. This the Pete, as... as massively fucked up as Pete looks there nothing has been uh, extruded from him that is uh, that would be otherwise concerning he is vomit three even if he looks massively uncomfortable but fully contained exactly <laughs> in my experience it helps if you vomit sometimes I uh, you know I was thinking about that but I think no I mean like I don't want to vomit on something and then Turns out I'll get, like, sued for $10 billion for cleaning fees and get sold off into indentured servitude. That's just kind of the vibe I'm getting from this place. <laughs> That's not a terribly inaccurate understanding. 1090. You think that's the only market price he would be getting? Because I think he could probably get higher if he weren't in such a poor condition. Oh, no, I was saying, like, chances are, like, 10% to 90. Oh, okay, statistics. 
Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyways. we're here. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Does anybody remember the secret knock? Oh, fuck. Uh, we have a secret knock? <laughs> I haven't really been processing much since I got here. Uh, was it shaving a haircut, or was that for the Portland safe house? <laughs> Colin, I don't believe this location is a safe house. I presume it's like different different knocks for each one, different sets. That way you can't accidentally have somebody like fucking up and ro- wandering up to the wrong safe house. Nav walks to the door and knocks. <laughs> <laughs> Nav! Uh, there is no answer. Nav does... Uh, sha- uh, shaving a haircut. <laughs> there is no answer. There's almost always like a chest slap in there somewhere. <laughs> Has somebody come closer to Nav at this point? Uh, yeah. Nav slaps Bell's ch- or Nav slaps Bell's chest. <laughs> Bell is looking very expectantly at the door. Like that's just going to magically there, make there, the lock there's pop There's no open. answer. Fuck. Uh, hello. Could you at least say that we're, like, getting this wrong if anyone's back there? I mean, a hint, maybe? (laughs) No answer. I I got this. I I got this. I got this. Leans in real close. We're, uh, we're worried we may be in the wrong state. There is no answer. (laughs) Does this state start with an E? (laughs) I was going to try the door. Is it locked? It opens. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. Uh, I cannot believe you guys fell for that. You, you motherfucker. (laughs) Note to self when I have my journals. Colin lies for his amusement. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, time to investigate. Roll investigate a mystery. Oh, wait. Sorry. Different game. All right. right. Y'all open the door and you step in to a comfortably furnished, not like super fancy, but nice apartment. It's got, you know, there's a couch. There's an all song communal kind of uh, growing out of one of the walls. Uh, Some chairs, a nice little table, a little kitchen. Um, Nothing particularly out of the ordinary, except on the ceiling and uh, also hanging out on one of the kitchen counters, there are these weird-looking lizards. They are kind of... They have these quill-like scales. They're, they're like uh, maybe a foot long at the most. And the one on the ceiling hisses at you and uh spits and um please make a go ahead and make a an intellect defense task level two as you can yeah as you can see the like spit where it hits lands on the metal it starts to hiss and there's like steam coming off of it what's this what's the dice in this game again what 20 you got a 20 no, I got a 14. Okay. I got a three. Oh, no. Too sick to be smart. Fair. Yeah, too sick to be smart. I rolled a 17. Okay. 
that's a three from me, but... <laughs> uh, yes, I, you, we've already, we have discussed briefly in the off chat. So those of you who failed, which I believe is... I think that's Pete. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pete. You, oh it, it looks like you're kind of, you're kind of freaked out. You don't want to get near this thing. This thing is, this, that's, that's some acid spit right there. But the others of you who can see that it, where it landed, the spit isn't actually like burning the organomer. It's just sizzling off. And the, the little, these little lizards, like they're hissing, but then the one in the ceiling, like burrows into the ceiling. It, it just slurps away. Pete has taken a big step back and is kind of just leaning, trying to be inconspicuous, but kind of failing, like, by the door, kind of practically one foot out of it. Uh, you guys go on ahead. You probably don't need me for the mission brief. I should... It, it, it's, it's fine. Fuck, skeet, skeet, skeet out of here, motherfucker. Just shuffling towards the other one. The other out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it backs off and, like, skitters into the wall, and you can kind of see, like, the wall kind of bulge as it burrows underneath and skitters away. The, inside the building, did, did you see what happened? I... I mean, I'm, look, I'd normally be fine. I've gotten hurt on this job before, but I really don't feel like I should be getting any holes in me at this point in time. It, it's all right. It's all right. They're they're basically like pests around here. Uh, is there a kitchen? Yes, there is a kitchen. Uh, Nav starts rifling through drawers. Okay. Do I find a baking sheet? <laughs> uh... Huh. Or something similarly like flat and metal. Sure. Find I give it to Pete. Stone. Use this as a shield. Aw. Uh, okay, I'll uh, keep my eye out. He will edge back into the room very nervously, like glancing everywhere. Be- Bell goes over to Pete and just kind of like shoulders up, like squares up right behind bodyguard style. Aw. So you sh- Sure, these things like these things are just normal around here. Like you just uh, think of them like uh, kind of scaly rats. Rats that spit acid. I mean, normally yes. I'd find this very cool, but I'm a bit weird right now. Quite literally. It, it's all right. They're they are freaky. I know if if you're not really used to them, I I certainly didn't like seeing them the first time, but. They're they're pretty much harmless. They're just a little freaky. Okay, so whatever I saw on the floor, that if that happened to my skin, that wouldn't hurt. Oh, don't touch that. But uh, d- don't worry, don't worry. One of them tries to pop out of the walls. I will curb stomp that motherfucker into <laughs> just jello. Okay. I mean, you're, really, you're everything is skin around here to some degree. So like. Eh. Skin, if it didn't destroy tissue. the organomer, you're probably going to be fine. I mean, they pretty much just eat, like, the dead shit. Or you could hit them with the baking pan. When I am <laughs> done freaking out, I am going to ask questions about that. Yeah, uh, the uh, where it, like, burrowed into the walls, it, like, closed up behind it. Wait, what's the... What's the whole... Everything's meat here. Oh, kind you of. weren't kidding. Organomer. 
oh my god. And suddenly there is no fear in Pete's Pete's <laughs> eyes. There it is, it's back. So like this building, it's like alive, like meat like metal but meat. Like did it is it exactly. was it born by something? Like do, do it's they grow them like polymers or Okay, wait, 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 I need to... Fuck, where's my sketchbook? I Do I even have it? Gives a little pat on fuck the shoulder. Fuck it, you have a sketchbook if you want one. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, he has a sketchbook. All right, uh, it, no, it's a... It's a you can find one in the, in the safe house. It's a... It's not It's not a sketchbook, it's like a tablet. I'll, I'll give you, like, a tablet. It's not your sketchbook, but it is a sketch tablet kind of thing that you can begin to fill, like, you know... Kenzie has a tablet that she draws on. It's like one of those, but it's got a screen. I see. And though I don't think iPads are common use or are commonplace in current year, he'd probably, by accumulate transferred strange knowledge, know how it operates. One hundred percent. Sweet. Yep. So I mean you would have touch screens and shit by two thousand eight, but they weren't very good. Yeah. Yeah, they sucked. Yeah, and also uh this thing is definitely like it's bulkier than our like iPads are and it's it's definitely a little bit it's got some give to it it's a little bit everything wet here is just touch. a little bit fleshy not wet just, just a just, little squishy it's just a little bit squishy the metal here is it has some give because <laughs> it's all alive and it's horrible oh man that's a great way to describe it Pete it's meat metal meat metal does that mean this is Gives a pat on the shoulder and just starts looking around the room trying to investigate. Oh, I could not make this up. This is... Oh, I'm so glad I came here. <laughs> Nev. Uh, Nev taps Pete on the shoulder. Meadle. <laughs> oh god I hate that so you much can see him, you can see him cross out a word in his in his tablet <laughs> write another word and underline it several times god why okay let's start actually looking uh, what, Nav is going to start more methodically rifling through the apartment and not looking for a baking sheet okay I'm not going to make you roll because you're going to find this eventually. It's just a matter of how long it takes. So after a little while, you make your way to a desk and you open one of the drawers and inside is another one of these little fucking lizard rats and it hisses at you and it's holding, it looks like it's been chewing on something, some kind of device. Hey, what have you got in your mouth? Can I just blast it in the face with a few nano machines? <laughs> uh, if you would like to, I believe that's a two-action sequence. But uh, sure, just like just to, like flash some lights at it, basically to freak it out, scare it off. Fuck it, sure. I, I won't really make you spend anything. It's fine. These are just kind of here, <laughs> and it, it skitters off. It burrows through the drawer, through the desk, and into the wall, and then it is gone. I hesitate to touch anything here, but okay. And then Nev tries to pick up the thing that it was chewing on. Okay. You find a set of recording devices in in this drawer. Uh, As you were going through the drawers, you also found like a med kit. Uh, I think there are also a few like pieces of gear. I'm, I'm not super concerned about what they are at the moment. Just know that there is a sort of gear, a small gear stash 
uh, with some basic things. But there are these three things that you understand to be recording devices. And if you would like to listen to them, I have them prepared. <gasps> oh, let's go. <laughs> All right. Audio so logs. Yeah. Let's plop down on the little living room in this place and uh, listen to a podcast in a podcast, guys. <laughs> All right. I will pull up the first one. And some of these you will have potentially have heard before. But yeah, so here we go. Encrypted dead drop of Agent Buxton with Kadat and Gautier. Whew. Translation was a success, though I have a killer hangover because someone goofed the reintegration. I already said sorry. I know, but I like hearing you say it. Anyway, uh... Obviously, we're here on Rook because Daddy Theo he thinks did not just call the administrator Daddy. <laughs> Have you seen that Silver Fox? He's so Daddy. This is Kinda an official right. communique. It's fine, Victoire. It's not like anyone is going to listen to it anyway. We'll pick them back up when we're done with the mission. Do not call him Daddy. Nav looks like she made vomit. Fine. We're here because Administrator Daddy Theo oh thinks God, we'll be able Zoe. to learn about Cass. Um, about. Our base and what the IGS might have been doing there. Our first stop will be a semi-trusted broker named uh, Yabal Resh, who supposedly knows someone who knows someone who did contract work for the IGS in the 60s. If there isn't another drop, it's probably because we got shivved in an alley by a bug person. Please don't joke about that. Also, they aren't bug people, they're battle chrysalids. Whatever, I wouldn't want one of those things crawling around inside me waiting to burst out. I'd rather someone else. Okay, that's crossing into sexual harassment. Sorry. Isn't he gay? <laughs> and like, married? Don't crush my dreams, Winona. What, like the battle bugs you don't like? Oh, shush. Nev turns to look at the others and says, Can we please not allow that reference of Theo to become something that is said out loud here? So we don't get to call him daddy? No! <laughs> I mean, they had a point, though. I mean, in terms of, like, the looks, he, he really does have that down. He does? Okay, yeah, but that was so. deeply unprofessional. Yeah, it is true. Oh, immensely, but we're not recording, so we can say it. <laughs> I might have to uh, send this to HR when we get back. I think it depends on whether or not we find him. There's nothing wrong with, uh, well, I guess, I was going to say there's nothing wrong with appre appreciating the aesthetics of your supervising officer, but uh, probably not in official logs that does. And probably not calling him daddy. Oh, wait, is that a sexual thing? Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> oh Pete. Um, but why? Well, I, do do, do uh, people, are people supposed to want to fuck their we should. We should listen to the next one. Oh, God, I'm not... I'm not equipped to explain that. <laughs> and play. Pete, you should really look up Freud. You're a writer. Encrypted dead drop of Agent Gautier with Agents Buxton and Kadot. Why can't I do the recording? Because you can't be trusted with the mic. After lengthy negotiations with Yabel Resch, we have determined that our best lead on the IGS lies with one Beau Berteau. Unfortunately, as of a few days ago, he's dead. Dude was ancient. Fortunately, after some light morgue visitation, we found evidence that memories were removed some 40 years ago. 
neutrally based on the techniques used to remove them and the propensity for Rukians to keep secrets rather than destroy them, they are most likely stored in an ultra-secure facility called the Encephalocone. It's like a literal brain bank. More like a crypt or a library. We're gonna do a heist. As Agent Buxton said, our next goal is to retrieve the memories of Beau Berteau from the Encephalocone. Igor, this is the brain of Abby Normal. <laughs> Dork. Excellent. This oh. is extremely valuable information, especially compared to the last the heist one. Heist was some, like, fucking stealing brain bullshit? Just memories. Yeah, brain bullshit. I'm guessing by the fact that they're not here that it probably didn't go very well. There's one more. Maybe... maybe they're alright. Fingers crossed. Uh, they seem fun, you know? We probably wouldn't be sent here if they were alright, but... We can hope. A lot of weird shit happens around here. They could have... This place could have been compromised for them, or they had to go somewhere else. Or maybe the battle chrysalids got them. Aw, shit, the Prime Minister's getting a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. We ready for the last one? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I did this one in about four hours on Monday. You get it set up. I think so. Hello, agents. Your missions, should you choose to accept it's it. our mission and stay on task. Our mission, should you choose to accept <sighs> it, is to save our corpses from a brain bank. We're not dying. Yeah, that's dark. No, shut up for a sec. Agents Gautier, Buxton, and Kadat here. We are recording our planning session for retrieval of Beau Berteau's memories from the Encephalocomb. If you're listening to this, you're either in an archive and have probably read all of, of this before, our daring exploits, or we didn't make it back. In the latter case, the information we have is in the file with this recording. If something goes horribly wrong, I will activate a tracker. The receiver is in the drawer. I don't want to be stuck in a Rukian lab, alive or dead. Cephalocomb is buried deep in the Veritex, somewhere around here. It's encased in a two-foot-thick wall of signal-blocking material with two more layers of biotechnical security systems, including an interlocking nanite swarm and a bio-upkeep membrane. Fuck. If we can even find a place to dig in, cracking into its fluid-filled vaults directly would be quite a challenge. It would be the way to avoid the most people. We could go in through the front door. It's guarded and admittances by appointment only, so we'd either need someone with faction standing to pull some strings, or somehow hack an appointment into the system. Since the encephalocomb is off the Allsong network, hacking would need to be done from inside one of the security offices. Once you get past the lobby weapons check, there are three security checkpoints. I don't know what those checkpoints actually are other than discrete chambers. Intel was all over the place. Possibilities include a chamber full of deadly neurotoxin, uh, a literal maze, a room full of splice dogs, hell, even a rib- It's possible they actually change, and who knows how many options they have. A representative would lead clients through those no problem, but without them, we'd have to be ready for anything. No matter how we get in, the memories are stored in pod JX373. Problem is, pod storage locations are randomized every three hours, and then have to be manually cataloged via drone before they can be called to the access rooms. 
which, of course, are gene-locked to employees and specific clients only. Wait, 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 wait. They don't know where their own pods are and have to manually check? For about 15 minutes, they don't know the specific locations. Apparently, the shuffle is to slow down anyone who manages to break in from the outside. Can't just drill into the right metaphorical drawer and leave. You'd have to actually swim through and find the right one. But it's also a window where they have no clue what's happening. That's a terrible system! Could be good for us. Exactly! It's good for thieves! Everything on Rook is just begging to be stolen! Alright, I think that's everything. B, you've got us an in. Winona will get our ride through the Veritex. I'm glad we don't need to worry about whatever monsters are down there. And I've got the rest of our tools. Anyone coming after us also knows the plan. Go team. Well, it'd be really inconvenient if Rook has, like, rats that specifically decided to eat our recording and then they actually have no clue what we're doing. Wouldn't that be terrible? Thank you for that horrible idea. I'm locking this in the desk. Mother fucker. Hmm. They, they said monsters, right? Uh, security, perhaps. They specifically did use the word monsters. Well, they also specifically said they weren't going to deal with them. That doesn't mean we don't have to deal with them. Well, we still might, depending on what they did. That's exactly my point. Is there any way for us to attempt to restore this data? It's definitely been, like, chewed up a bit by the lizard thing, and uh, that's all I made. <laughs> Fuck. So, uh, all we need to do is go through all of that crazy security that uh, Theo's trained professionals couldn't do with... None of the forethought and knowledge, but it's all right. I will work something out, and I think I'm finally start to, you know, get used to this whole feeling twice as heavy than I should be and co constantly nauseous. Even so, so, uh, do we have any ideas? I, I could start saying stuff, but I'm pretty new here. Uh, any of you guys, like, know a guy, perhaps? I was about to say... It would be supremely helpful at this point to have somebody with inside information about this facility. Even the admittedly quite helpful information we found on these tapes might, might, might not be up to date at this point. They did mention faction standing. We might be able to swing a tour if we can find the right person. That is a absolute crapshoot, though. The factions here are calling that a disaster is like calling Hurricane Katrina a breeze. When did Hurricane Katrina happen? Wasn't that 2006? I was trying to remember if it was six or eight. I think you're good. <laughs> 2005. It's, right, okay, we're good then. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's like calling the Titanic a bathtub uh, sinking. A bathtub, <laughs> a bathtub toy boat sinking. <laughs> All right. It's either we get in with somebody, we pretend to get in with somebody, or we face the security that, as Pete has quite accurately put it, even people with significantly more experience than us were not 
hoping to deal with directly. Uh, I actually think this group of agents was not super... They weren't senior agents. Okay. That these other agents didn't have any desire to interact with directly. Bell, do you believe you could punch out several monsters if it came to it? You know, uh, my right arm is metal. I think it might pack a little extra punch. Uh, and the good news is I could replace it if they, like, ate that shit. But, uh, as much of a disaster as the factions are, they're probably the better bet. Or we need to go arm shopping. Hey, gang. Oh, yeah, there's, there's sh- shops for that all over the place. Do not stop by, like, the street vendors that are, like, offering a couple spare limbs. Those fuckers can't be trusted. We get to plan a heist. <laughs> yeah, Colin's got it. Please don't say that shit. They said that shit, and look where they might be. Something that I also want to tell y'all, for this arc, specifically for the... The act, when you're actively doing the heist, we are going to be stealing a mechanic from another game. Ooh, oh boy. double heist. We are stealing flashbacks from Blades in the Dark because every good heist nice. needs to have flashbacks. Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, you can absolutely do planning. Uh, you should do planning and you know set up for your heist. But when you are mid-heist, you can do flashbacks by spending one point from every p- pool. Like, a total of three points spread from each person's pool from everyone. Uh, it, did that make sense? So everybody takes one point from each pool. Correct. Yeah. And just to be, could we like write this down in the chat somewhere so that next week I don't immediately forget? Uh, you could. I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, I totally could. This is a thing I'm capable <laughs> of doing. You could tattoo it on the insides of your eyeballs. Oh, that would be pretty hot, but, uh. <laughs> I want more tattoos, but they're expensive. So we can just, to summarize, we can spend one point of all of our pools to create a flashback in which we can have manifest a plan for something that we assume we are doing. Pretty much. Uh, Any points that get spent in, like, trying to do, like, if there's a challenge in that scene that you flash back to, any points that get spent in the scene remain spent, you know, since it's in the past type of deal. But presumably, once you start doing the heist, you will be going into it with full pools. But yeah. Uh, So I I hope sci-fi heist brain heist sounds like a fun thing that sounds like a very absolutely absolutely very much gives me vibes of the doctor who episode where they all have their memories stolen to do a heist together (laughs) Uh, that's a that's a good one from the from earlier capaldi anyway uh the the Pete, who is spending a while who is spending most of this ensuing conversation like looking around for bugs and mostly lost in thought suddenly comes to with wait did did someone just say heist (laughs) yes pete we are robbing a facility for secret information and attempting to do so stealthily which does constitute a heist that means oh my god we're actually doing a heist he is gonna jump He'll, like, jump up, do, like, a fist pump, but not get very far and immediately stumble a little bit. Oh, right, forgot my body is like this. All right, stay right there. I will be right back. I, oh, my God, I've always wanted to do this. And Pete is going to search his apartment. Is there any, like, is there an office or 
anywhere you could hypothetically find like either a lot of paper or corkboard or uh, a whiteboard. God, fuck. Pete <laughs> uh, is sure. Uh, what like, is... What, what, they okay, were, they were planning the heist here. Real quick, there's not a lot of paper on Rook, isn't yeah, there? They I, have, like, it's all tech. I love the idea that instead it's just taking a bunch of, like, knives and kitchen shit and just pinning a bunch of the tablets to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's a table. Let's just lay them out on the table. <laughs> but it's supposed to be on the wall. It is supposed to be on the wall. Uh, you're not wrong. It is more satisfying <laughs> if they're pinned on the wall. Oh, I got this. I got this. Yanks out of, like, uh, fucking gonna rifle through some shit and just try to find, like, any other... Anything else in the kitchen that's, like, a cutting board. Anything just flat. Sure. That I, cool. Like, I have a cutting board type of thing looking now. I carve Yabal Resh or whatever that fucking name was in it and just, like, just stab it into the wall with a <laughs> steak knife. Uh, make Also, make sure you take notes this session. Nate, can I trust you? Because I can't guarantee that I will keep track of your plans. <laughs> uh, I will I will try to have some understanding, but, yeah, uh, Take take your own notes. Um, I will be able to provide information based on what I mentioned in the uh, recording. Uh, I did not end up putting together like a, here's the blueprints and all that because I got busy. <laughs> well, that is actually Nav, what Nav was going to do was to search for any room that looks like they were doing planning in it, see if there was any more documentation that they had for their plans besides the recordings. There was, there are some five. So uh, another thing you find in the drawer is a tracking device, like a receiver, as well as a, like a, a folder or whatever, a Rukian folder. What, what should be, what should we have as like the paper? Maybe just a tablet, maybe just another tab. What, what? I was going to say, you know those, like, little xylophone folders that, like, fold outward? It's, like, two sleeves of flesh, and then the inside is just, like, vein. <laughs> like, vein-thin paper-looking shit. Okay, sure. It's like an accordion folder, but a bug shell. Yeah. This is slowly turning into Alternia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I wonder if Rook was inspired by Alternia at all, or if uh, vice versa. Probably not. Everything is two steps removed from Homestuck. <laughs> really is. Everything in the world. All right. Uh, so we've got this file folder. Is there any... Th- th- what have we got? Do we have blueprints? Do we have... Yeah, I think you've got as good a blueprints as they had. Um, you know roughly where in the Veritex the encephalocomb is. You don't know the exact place, but you know the area. Are there any inappropriate pictures of Admiral Theo? <laughs> Uh, there are no inappropriate pictures of ad- of Administrator Theo, but Administrator. there are there are some doodles. Uh, there are some fun doodles, <laughs> not of him. Just there are doodles in the margins. I think there's a doodle of like uh, one of the Myriand, which are those like heavily armored guards that have like battle chrysalid stuff going on. Um, I think there are some uh, colorful like poetry about flesh metal. That's my favorite band. <laughs> no, that's a whole fucking genre. 
Flesh metal. Fuck death metal. Flesh metal. It's music made using entirely organomer-based instruments. A lot of slappy sounds. That definitely is something that's here, though. All the strings are like weird tendons. Ooh, I love that. That's terrible. Strings in the real world before we did metal. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, they were just good. (laughs) It was usually actually, I believe, swine, cat guts, misleading. Mm. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, my random facts about instrument history are not valuable to you. (laughs) Anyway, planning a heist. All right, so I'm just going to pin all this weird art and poetry over in the corner. We don't know if this is relevant yet. (laughs) <laughs> I highly doubt that it is. Can't rule shit out, though, okay, Nav? We're categorizing the heist wall. I love it. Uh, we need thread. Thread. Does anybody have anything that we can use as thread? Glance down at my pants that have, like, kind of the ripped knees going on, and I just start pulling a thread. <laughs> I just start pulling strings off my pants. Okay. I got you, fam. By, by the end of this arc, uh... <laughs> You're gonna have what, like one cut off le- like pants at the knee. <laughs> Just... I'm gonna have half jorts. <laughs> Even more cyberpunk. Hell I yeah. got hit by the jort storm. Jort storm. Jort storm. Anyway, I don't know how much we can sing of that without being sued. Probably wouldn't sue us. He would never. Slime, I love you. Okay, I believe that this has ended. <laughs> All right. I believe it would be valuable for us to track down some more information about which factions are most related to this organization and hopefully pin down some kind of a contact so that we can get a little bit more specifics. It would also probably be beneficial for us to prepare some more weapons and make sure that we have the equipment we need to keep in contact with one another over this heist. We do still have our walkie-talkies. People who have spent an amount, like a decent amount of time on Rook can make a level six check, uh, an intellect check regarding, like if just to know off the top of your head, any potential faction affiliations, if you've even heard of the Encephalocomb. All right. I'm cracking my knuckles aggressively because that four. definitely means that it's uh, I'm not gonna fail here. I've got this. Nav knows nothing, but I think that tracks with Nav. They can't keep track <laughs> of normal social situations, let alone this one. I got an 18. Ooh, that's more than two. What's up, motherfuckers? That's a 19. Nice. <laughs> that's more than 18. Uh, 19. <laughs> a 19 is actually a minor effect. But yeah, so let's see. We've got level six. Yeah, that you have to beat an eighteen. So both of you kind of know uh, off the top of your heads that like uh, the encephalocomb is largely uh, like a- as a you've you've heard of it in passing, and it's kind of the way you've heard of it is kind of as a street myth. It, it's like a, one of those legends that it's it could be real. But it's probably not like Area Fifty One type of type of shit, where it's like, oh, the the things that happen there might be real, but like, nah. Are you telling me not only are we planning a heist, but we're also doing a run on Area Fifty One? <laughs> I'm a Naruto run into the shit. <laughs> but like, yeah, so it, it's kind of got this like street myth thing going on, but it, 
some people know that it is a real place and it is un- largely unaffiliated with any particular faction. It is it provides a service to the factions, but it is very very insular. It's very it's kind of its own thing trying and it, it purposefully it's the bank of Switzerland of <laughs> memories where everyone uses it to do their illegal or legal shit. The memory bank of Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> everyone uses it in the uh fictional conspiracy shows and podcasts and books something something covering our asses see if you're bad with cayman islands (laughs) all right i'm gonna draw a big question mark and a honeycomb shape in the center of our wall and uh run some string out to different (laughs) faction names Okay, yeah. Essentially, you could probably, if, if you had some kind of in or could provide a worthwhile service to a faction, that you could potentially, any one of them could potentially get you in. But it depends on, like, having faction standing is a thing that you build, and it's, it's a little tricky. And, you know, uh, it's possible that there are also, you know, more... I mean, everything is on a rook as a criminal, but, uh, you know, criminal, there might be underground people who might have ins as well. And there might be some factions that might be more willing to do a thing for uh, an easier but less scrupulous, you know, kind of, kind of dealio. So here are our options. If we want to engage through... Well, legitimate channels is not the correct terminology, but more straightforward channels, we could attempt to gain influence in one of the factions through, again, not legitimate, but more legitimate channels, or by committing crimes for them, and hoping that will get us enough standing to get us in the door. Basically, we're looking at mobs or gangs. What's the difference between a mob and a gang? Well, a mob has some legitimate standing. You know, the mafia has businesses that they run. A gang is just a bunch of people on the street doing crimes for fun. Isn't drug dealing a business? (laughs) It depends on how you approach it. Okay, well, you got me there. Don't mobs also do drug dealing? I think they're better at it, but I'm pretty sure they still do it. Based on the film The Godfather, the traditional Italian mafia isn't interested in joining that, but that might have been an artifact of the 1970s. Okay, okay, scratch that. It's mafias or corporations. When you put it like that, uh, mafias can't be too bad. (laughs) Alright, we have one vote for criminals. Everything's criminal here. Yes, I would agree. Given our situation, I don't think we're likely to gain legitimate standing in the speed we would like to acquire it anyway, because if we're going to attempt to garner influence, the underworld might be our better option. Alright, I like it. So, we got unanimous votes for find criminals to befriend. Alright, <laughs> uh, he writes it on the board. <laughs> I would say a good move would probably be to talk to that Yabal Resh dude. Agreed. We should follow any leads left behind by the recordings and the research that are compatriots at the estate committed to before their untimely disappearance. Oh, yeah. yeah does the estate have any, like, presence 
here? I mean, it sounds like some of you guys have been here before quite a lot. Currently, we are the presence here. Um, The estate has, like... The estate is an internet or an interrecursion organization, and it definitely has not. It has allies, perhaps, on Rook. Would we have any allies on Rook that we could contact who might have either standing in a faction or connections to people we could use to get standing in a faction? Hmm. So one of the things that I keep kind of forgetting, we we we're, we kind of have this interesting push pull where y'all are the underdog, scrappy, like we're we're not the estate, we're a different part of the estate thing. But there's also this like bigger estate that has lots of resources and whatnot. The estate and the quiet cabal have aligned interests, probably the most. The Quiet Cabal tends to do more things on Rook, but interact... They, they specifically oppose the Karoom, which are a apocalyptic cult, essentially. I'm down with being opposed to that. Yeah, so the Karoom are basically an apocalyptic cult trying to blow up the Earth because reasons. Uh, mainly, they think that Rook is being stifled and like trapped by Earth, and the Quiet Cabal is like, um, maybe don't do that. And so the Estate and the Quiet Cabal have like kind of aligned interests and are probably the most specifically aligned. But the Quiet Cabal is also sort of insular and they don't love interacting. It's usually when they accidentally run across each other and like, oh, yeah, we should help each other out. So not particularly connected to this particular branch of things, but still, at least an organization we're not in an active conflict with. Yeah, they, w- they would oh. probably, if you were to do something to talk to them, they'd probably request, like, some kind of reparation, probably some kind of service, another kind of mission or whatever. But yeah, go ahead. Belle, what are you saying? <sighs> Belle just staring intently at the faction names and just kind of Karoom is completely... They're not going to be the most helpful for our type. Yeah, but... Unless you do something horrible for them. (laughs) Unless we do something horrible for them. Which I don't think we're uh, inclined to do today. I agree. Let's take the apocalypse call off the board. So, we should probably go for the uh, anti-apocalypse cult. That does sound better for our long-time survival. We we kind of do live there, you know, Earth. Yeah. Is there uh, any shadier aspects of the Quiet Cabal? Any places where the the rubber meets the road, if you know what I mean? I uh. I'm attempting I to use have... more colloquialisms. <laughs> Great work, Nev. I appreciate it. I, uh, do have one possible option. Is it somewhere you used to beat people up for money? Is it someone you used to fuck? Is it someone you used to fuck for money? Nav! I'm sorry, that's considered rude. My apologies. Where I come from, it was a fairly respected position. Yes. Yes, and yes. And anyway, (laughs) um... We didn't exactly leave on the best of terms, but, uh... Would you fucking them help? Probably not. 
Would Colin fucking them help? Why are you bringing me into this? <laughs> I don't... I'm not sure I'm following. We need to have sex with these people? I don't think you're up for the task right now, Pete. I'm worried you would vomit on them. Unless... Maybe they're into that. Let's just... I'll jot that down as a side option. Once we have more information. Yeah, it's, uh... It's complicated. I, 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 I just have to call their my my ex, if that's what you'd call them, uh, is uh, is with the choir, the Unified Choir, another group around here. I assume that they're not actually primarily musicians. Uh, you know, they do have an appreciation for music. Alright, Nav writes that dex to their, uh, their name on the wall. Appreciation for music. (laughs) Belle has fornicated with at least one member. (laughs) Seems Uh, a bit personal. You see Belle just start to, like, flick a finger until it's, like, two, three, four, (laughs) five, six... (laughs) Kind of trails off and shakes her head at seven. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I can. It it wasn't too bad. I can. Uh, look, it's probably a good option. It's just gonna be awkward to call, but they they probably have some friend or something. I think that's currently our best lead. Yeah. Again, unless you just want to go in and attempt to punch monsters directly. Oh, I would greatly prefer that, but that is not the more realistic answer. Alright. As Val, who that doesn't know Rook that well, uh, how would I communicate? <laughs> so you put this bug on your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's our walkie-talkies. Oh, right, we have bugs or, on our face already. Or can our bugs communicate to other bugs? <laughs> I, I think part of the upgrades is like they primarily... Com- communicate with each other i mean you have like that's kind of the big thing of like we we got them like bound to each other and could work across recursions i suppose technically they could send like standard rukian signals uh but really the all song is kind of the big signal across everything all right so i think since you have some some uh experience with the unified choir as you've said Experience. Experience. (laughs) Sexual experience. Kinky. I think you might know... Let's see. How do we want to do this? I mean, there are public-facing places. Like, the... the, Every faction has, like, offices that they hold. Where it's just like, oh, yeah. Go in and talk to someone. But there are also coded signals that people send out across Rook that whether it's people like almost pet like peddlers or you know may- maybe I think it could be kind of cool if the unified choir has like so the unified choir something that y'all would probably know a little bit about thanks to your translated knowledge is they are an organization that really cares about the all song which is the like biological subconscious internet of Rook that kind of springs up everywhere and it's sort of wait this shit's got a p- 
Pandora style. A little bit, yeah. Literally, okay. you you plug into the internet via an umbilical. Oh, I have one of those. Yeah, everybody's probably got one. Like they don't run it. Zol uh, has a has a more of like we're gonna do fancy shit with Zol, with the the all song. But the all the unified choir likes scientific progress and they will do a lot of things for scientific progress but they also they like the all song quite a bit and they like they've got a music theme going on a lot of rook has like a mu- music theme harmonious that just just kind of the general vibes are music but the all the unified choir really leans into the like music stuff so i almost like the idea of like street singers being like agents of the unified choir let's go find a busker and they're singing like yeah like buskers are singing co- busker. singing like codes uh, across you know around i don't know roll up on tip a busker to sing the one specific song that means meet me at the cafe at 8 a.m <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean honestly that sounds like good as way of reaching out as any yeah all right cool um uh, gotta go find a busker. Fuck. <clears throat> You're gonna go find a busker to fuck? <laughs> uh, t- not today, but uh, it's uh, kind of how they send their signals. Uh, th- they didn't tell me much about it. I didn't get too caught up in this. Nav has th- put their hand up. Hey, hey, Nav. Yeah. They they send their signals through busking or fucking. You know. Mostly the first one. I've seen the second happen. Okay. Neff puts it on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes unified choir members fuck to share information. (laughs) Sure. All right. In that case, I believe we should go. Yeah, yeah. Belle, do you believe that you should have accompaniment, or would that draw suspicion? Um... Fuck, uh... I could come with. Yeah. I'm not very suspicious. Yeah, split into two would probably be good. Keep it low profile, just a pair on the street instead of a whole pile of us. In that case, perhaps me and Colin should consider looking for more equipment that would be valuable in this heist. Probably a good idea, yeah. It is decided. Nav walks out the front door. I I, I guess I'm... Can I go follow them? Uh, yeah, right. bye. We're, Good we're luck. also walking out the door. <laughs> Wait, where are we going? <laughs> we have to go find a busker, and they're gonna go find a fucking uh, bug computer or something. I don't know. That, we're gonna I go guess... shopping. Oh god. <laughs> Best of luck. Don't. Do not. Grabs the shoulder. Do not. Bye. Any fucking arms, knees, I don't care. If it's a limb and it's less than, like, 500 bits, you don't buy that shit. What is the smallest limb that I can buy for less than that? That sounds like a pretty good deal. No, no, that is that, that is a terrible deal. It's not my first rodeo. What about a finger? Still, no. Okay. Okay. All right, Pete, let's go find some fucking busker. Hell yeah, love buskers. Wow, I, uh, this place really does change you. I don't usually swear. This place is a lot, but it it is fun. I've mostly been here with that, you know, old crew I was here with before, but, uh, 
you know, I came here once when that, uh, unified choir was on essentially a work retreat, and we retreated. Can we end on that? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, man, that sounds about as good as anything else. (laughs) Well, we had lots of jokes about fucking this time nothing else. <laughs> so many jokes about fucking Pete just standing in the middle like one of those beams about someone with like a spinny wheel above their head um. <laughs> <laughs> has Pete fucked no I don't think he has oh my okay God. when would he have had the time huh. honestly <laughs> That's a good See, point. I would expect I would expect at least one of his escapade escapades to turn into a sexcapade and he would just be like, well, whoops, I fell into, uh, I'm suddenly, I walked on set, I thought I was giving coffee, suddenly I'm in a porno. <laughs> I feel like Pete has been to, a, has somehow been to an orgy and, like, left it without not only getting laid, but not entirely comprehending what he had walked into. Oh, dear <laughs> he, God. He, accident, he ends up at, like, an orgy and is, like, picking through, looking for someone very specific that he just needs to talk to. And it's like, oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, excuse me, uh, pardon me, I just need to get across the room. Uh... I love the idea that, like, Pete got sent after his boss or something and tracked him all the way to an orgy, just like, oops, sorry, excuse me, all the way through this orgy crowd in the dark, everyone's wearing fucking masquerade masks and shit. It's like the TV edit of uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I lost the job shortly after. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I like, they made me sign an NDA. Oh, shit, I'm breaking NDA. It, it, the NDAs can't work across, like, d- dimensions or recursions, right? <laughs> All right, so we have two team members who fuck and two who just don't. Or just haven't, haven't. at the very least. <laughs> Honestly, NAV serves, like, ace arrow. Like, I don't have time for any of that. That's... that I. I don't care. And Pete serves sex? I saw a weird bug like that once. (laughs) I'd also just love the concept that he's a 25-year-old man that spent most of his life, like, getting into horrible disasters and still somehow does not fully never got the birds and the bees that the parents he he was missing that week um yeah no i love the idea that like they gave the birds and the bees but he completely took it at face value as a metaphor and is like yeah birds and bees they love each other it's a really weird relationship considering one should probably eat the other but like it's really sweet good for them (laughs) and completely miss the like explaining sex Uh. part of it He probably knows what sex is. I don't think he's stupid, oh, yeah. but he like yeah. I don't think he he's processed it or that it relates to him at all. Pete got like super distracted about the like concept of egg fertilization when he found out that there's like billions of alternative people that could be born every time somebody has sex, and he just got focused on multiverses and he didn't yeah. pay attention to the rest of it. <laughs> he spiraled off into some like bit for his novel. He was just, like, thinking Osmosis Jones, but with fucking. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, oh, did you hear what I just said about condoms and, like, uh, safe sex? It was like, yes, but that doesn't matter to me personally nearly as much as the alternate version of me (laughs) who might be, like, an actual novelist already. 
to ADHD for puberty. We love that for him. <laughs> <laughs> Osmosis jizz. No. No. <laughs> no, we're ending no. on now. Fuck. No, God, God, I'm out of here. God. No, that, that goes bye. in a call. That that goes in a cold open somewhere. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm stopping my recording because I want no record of this to exist. <laughs> Too late. March 4th, 2009, Dr. Hassan's log. First Nexus stabilization attempt is going exceedingly poorly, but mostly within expected parameters. We expected the electrical outbursts. We expected the local gravity reversal. I, however, did not expect to be trapped in a bubble with a dog. I do not speak its language, nor am I certain that it truly exists. Yet, somehow I understand that it is a great sage, speaking unknowable wisdom. The Nexus has been suppressed again, the bubble has popped, and... The dog is gone. Local phenomena are returning to nominal levels. Stabilization trial 1 is complete. Yet somehow, I feel forever changed. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod or at diceweave.tumblr.com. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex, or on Facebook at Lexi Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. Some of this music can be found on SoundCloud at Lexi Conwell Creative, with additional music from Fractal Skies on Spotify. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy-Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.